Hi, Marked listeners. We're planning some exciting things for the future of the podcast, so we want to hear from you. Take our fun survey and give us all of your opinions about Marked to enter for a chance to win a Lifeway Women backpack filled with Bible studies and other great resources for diving into God's Word. To take the survey, go to lifewaywomen.com slash podcast or click on the link in our show notes. We can't wait to hear from you. This is the Marked Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Mary Margaret West and Elizabeth Heineman. Each episode, we'll talk about what God's doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you joined us today. Before we dive into today's episode, we want to give you a little bit of backstory on what we're going to be talking about. And so, Elizabeth, will you do the honor of explaining kind of where we're going today? Yeah. So Flourish is a year-long mentoring journey based on scripture and created in partnership with Passion City Church. After six years of development, which you'll hear about um, in the podcast today, and through 3,500 women through this mentoring journey, Passion is excited to release this unique resource to churches worldwide in partnership with Lifeway. This study will help you establish strong relationships between both mentors and mentees as they dig into understanding God's truth and love through His Word together. And there's both a mentee and a mentor journal. So you kind of, if you're in a a mentoring relationship, you'll just grab a copy of each and the mentee will go through the mentee journal. The mentor goes through the mentor journal. It's pretty easy. Um, And we just want, we're excited about this tool and having it in your hands. Yep. And so you're going to hear a lot about that on today's podcast. We're going to kind of dive behind the scenes, how it started, why Mm -hmm. it's so important. And honestly, if the thought of mentoring somebody terrifies you, today's episode, by the time you get to the end, is going to have broken down a lot of that fear. And so we hope that you'll stick in through the end. It's really great insight from um, two women um, who we're just really grateful for and for what God's doing in them. And so we'll let them introduce themselves to you in just a second. Um, um, but also one and one of those, honestly, is Shelly. <laughs> let me let me clarify. One of those is <laughs> Shelly Giglio. And if you enjoyed today's conversation with Shelly, um, you can actually hear her live at the Women's Leadership Forum here in Nashville in November. And if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know that it is really my favorite event that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great way to connect with other women to really grow in your leadership. Um, but she is one of our guests this year. And so we're really excited. Yes. And we will link to both Flourish and the Women's Forum in the show notes. So if you're driving, don't stop the car to try to type it in. We'll link to it in the show notes and you can get it there. Sounds good. On to today's episode. We are so glad that y'all are back for another week of the Mark Podcast. Welcome. Welcome to Marked. Hello. Welcome, everybody. I know. We're glad that you're here. And um, and we're really excited about the conversation that we are going to have today. And, th- and that's really what it is. We're talking today about mentoring, what mm-hmm. it looks like to invest in the lives of other women. And we've got two women um, from Atlanta, Georgia, who are with us today. Um, we would love to welcome Shelly and Danielle to the podcast. We're so glad y'all are here. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everybody. It's Hello, nice everybody. to be here. Absolutely. We Would y'all mind just kind of telling a little bit about yourselves just so everybody can get to know you? 
Sure. Um, I'll start. My name is Shelly Giglio, and um, I obviously am married to another Giglio, <laughs> and maybe that's what people are familiar with is that name. Um, it's unusual unless you go to Italy. And in Italy, ah. we're incredibly popular. So just so you know, <laughs> it's a little more like Smith there, which is great. But um, yeah, so we've been married for 33 years, and we've had a lot of opportunities to do a bunch of different stuff over our lifetime. But most of what we've cared about in life has been the 18 to 25-year-old people in life that um, occasionally are overlooked, I think, by the church, the big C church at large. And Louie and I have just been able to come alongside that unit of age with our life and hopefully build them up to the point where that they understand that their life is important and that God has a real purpose for their life and that sometimes that purpose all the time that purpose is greater than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that if we can awaken to that, even in the window when we are at a younger age, then it can change the trajectory of our life for all of our days. And man, we've we've been able to invest in an organization called Passion that we started years ago uh, for about, I think this is our 23rd Passion Gathering this year. Wow. wow. So lots of, lots of years of showing up and watching God work and um, and just seeing the fruit of that. Now, you know, you when you live long enough, you get to see some of the things that God's actually been doing mm. the whole time. And I think it's part of my favorite part of old age <laughs> is getting to appreciate what God can do. Absolutely. Um, but as well, we have a church called Passion City Church, and uh, that's about 10 years old now in Atlanta. So we are ATL girls and um, love it. Love what God is doing through the church at large and love being a tiny piece of that in our city in Atlanta. And just are so grateful to God that we get to be a part of investing into women um, who are a part of the church and who don't yet know that they're a part of the church. Mm -hmm. And our life has spent um, a lot of time in church environments with people who, who have been awakened to the call of God in their life. Mm -hmm. But man, we look at a lot of women who don't yet know that God has purpose for them. And people are meeting Jesus here in, in mass quantity we're seeing lots of people being awakened to his care and love over their lives. And it is really, honestly, the highest privilege of our life to get to walk alongside those women. I bet. So we lead, we lead a thing called The Grove here for women. We have two or 3,000 women who come once a month here. We um, are a part of this uh, branding for Flourish, which is our mentoring program that we've begun about six years ago, honestly, to invest in the lives of women around our church and to see God flourish their lives. And so we do a lot of different kinds of things, but we love what God has called us to. Right. I'm Daniele, and I was born and raised in Brazil, and more specifically, Sao Paulo. Mm. I met Jesus. Which is the best part of Brazil, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. She would want to say that. No doubt. 22 million people. Wow. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um. I met Jesus three years before I came here, 19 years ago. I've been in Atlanta and um, found the church, met Louie and Shelley. And in 2005, I started working for Passion Conferences, stayed with Passion for seven years. And we started Flourish about six years ago after Passion City Church started. And that's where I focus my attention and time here at Passion City. It's beautiful. Flourish is a mentoring program for women, uh, the women of our church, and now it's about to become available to the world. We're excited about that. Awesome. Yes, we are too. Yes. Tell us a little bit more about Flourish and how you hope it's helpful to women as they grow in their relationships, both with God and with other women. Sure. Well, 
um, the Grove started first, and we knew that God was going to use our gatherings, but we also wanted to make sure we were discipling people and women specifically. And that's when um, mentoring, I particularly was in a sabbatical time um, between passion conferences and the church. And I started mentoring 12 girls at my house for two wow. years. That went really, really well. And that's when the call for me personally started. And Shelly and I connected after almost a year of the Grove happening. And we started dreaming and praying about Flourish. But basically, our heart is for this generation that I believe is one that hungers the most, maybe, in history yeah. for purpose and for direction. Mm -hmm. And um, looking outside of the church, you see mentoring happening and being so important. You see the people that are looking and seeking mentoring um, with great ambition for greater things for their lives. Right now, we have even the, the, the term of sponsorship. You get not only a mentor, but a sponsor, someone mm -hmm. that will propel you in your career, but someone that will promote you. And mentoring has been such an important thing in this generation. And we thought, why not in the church? If, mm -hmm. if, if we have the same ambition for, for knowing Jesus, for growing, why not call women um, up and to live a higher standard of living according to the word of God. So that's how we we started dreaming about Flourish and uh, mentoring, like creating a program like that in a church is not necessarily an easy thing. Yeah. Right. But um, actually, I think that's why we said yes, mm -hmm. because um, we knew we couldn't really plan every detail and do it all based on what we knew, but we would have to rely on God every day yeah. for every step. And that was actually based on our personality here at Passion. It excited us. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And and I think what you said um, is so crucial that I think a lot of people feel mm -hmm. intimidated or scared or they just have a lot of questions about what this means. And so we're really excited just to, as we dive into this today, just to kind of help women make um, let mentoring feel a little bit more approachable and tangible yeah. mm -hmm. um, and doable because, um, you know, it's one of those things that we're all called to invest mm -hmm. in other people. And, right. and that's something we end up talking about a good bit on the podcast right. because we've all been influenced by other people. And it's just that intentional um, way of living our lives where we're um, doing doing things on purpose. And mm -hmm. so um, and I love Man, that's right. Honestly, if you if you go to the qualification zone and say, well, who's qualified to mentor? I think we mm -hmm. would all disqualify ourselves. Uh, yes. Really you quickly. Know? Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, like, not, what do I know? I, I can't possibly invest in somebody else. I'm trying to figure it out myself. Nobody ever feels like they've fully arrived or that they understand or have enough understanding to pass it on to someone else. I mean, that's that's a struggle. And we get that. We also know scripturally that we feel like Titus is real specific about where older and younger women fit right. and mm -hmm. how we're we're really charged with giving ourselves away. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, I am an older generation person. I'm 50, almost 55 years old, which is oh so hard to say. <laughs> but um, but I understand that I haven't arrived. And I certainly want to be honest and vulnerable about all the areas of growth that I still have. But I cannot excuse myself from investing in someone behind me. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I honestly just want to be a part of the generation that's calling the women of my age and even way younger than me 
to say there's someone behind you who doesn't have the same kind of experience, who hasn't walked with God as long as you've walked with God, who hasn't had the privilege of reading scripture for that many years, and who doesn't know how to navigate their point in life. And if you can not without being an expert, we understand you're not an expert, but if you can just apply your experience with God to someone who is not quite where you are, Mm -hmm. wouldn't that be helpful? And I think when we take all that fear factor out, you know, when we remove the obstacles um, that we're so good at making excuses for, then we can see ourselves in that environment. And then we all know, because I'm sure you've done some of it too, that when you start to give your life away in that way, God gives life back to you in ways you never expected. Absolutely. I mean, when I mentor people, I'm never more alive yeah. because we were meant to not just have it happen to us, but through us. Right. And when we see the power of God in that way, then we understand the kingdom of God better and better. Oh, yeah. for sure. And so it brings us alive. It really does. Right. It does. And we we have something in common. Our soil, the basis of mentoring for believers is the word of God. Right. We everybody can mentor somebody. I think the big the big question in in, in the challenge of mentoring is where can I find my mentor? Mm-hmm. And that's what in our church we try to solve these questions like let's facilitate this process for people so they can find someone. But the reality is it's simpler than than we think. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody can mentor somebody. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what that process looks like mm-hmm. and kind of as, you know, Flourish is about to launch out into um, into the public for people to be able to, um, to pick up a copy of and walk through, um, kind of give us a picture of what that looks like. Sure. I think for us, we looked at our church, which is a bigger church, and number one, we said, let's do it. And then we said, where are the women of our church? We have, they're here. How can we connect these people? So we created some parameters. You know, we have other ministries. I think mentoring, just a parenthesis, mentoring is under the umbrella of discipleship. Mm -hmm. It's just a different way of discipling. The whole church is discipling, right? We have student ministry. We have kids. We have, we're ministering and discipling all the time. Mentoring is another piece of it and um so where are the women they're here how can we find them so Mm -hmm. we created some parameters we offer this in our church for women that are 23 or out of college so that narrows it down a little bit we ask the mentors ideally to be over 30 years old that narrows it a little bit more Mm -hmm. and then we just raise our sleeves and we say let's look at these applications they apply for the program and then we try to connect them based on their story and based on their journey in life but it's just um, a small season of really hard work where we're praying over all the applications and looking at them and we gather a bunch of women that are volunteers and they can that they have a passion for it but they want and they want to help us and then we sit down and we just literally manually connect this yeah. uh, women. So that's the big yes, is saying yes to that process. And not every church will experience that because not every church is the size of our church. Right. But every church can say yes and every church um, can ask this question, where are the women in our church and, and how can we process this? And connect them. You know, mm-hmm. I think so many times... Church ministry has been generational. 
So even like I mentioned earlier, we minister a lot and have historically to 18 to 25 year olds where we can separate them out Mm -hmm. or we can separate college students. We can separate Mm -hmm. high school students. We can separate all the units of likeness. But sometimes we're not good at making the crossover between the older and younger people. And Mm -hmm. mentoring is a great opportunity of awakening the older people in your church. You have a lot to give. Don't Mm -hmm. know exactly where they can give don't know who they're supposed to be giving it to and don't have that opportunity to do that. And it can facilitate the younger people who are starving for somebody to invest in their life in this way. And what we've found is that people really step up to that call. And once I think we figure out, it's not really kind of optional, but it's actually uh, a call of God. Yeah, (laughs) it is. Right. It makes it more like, wow, I should be preparing my life to be this kind of a person mm-hmm. and it's right. sort of not like well do I feel like I want to do that right now or do I not am I not <laughs> so interested you right. know mm-hmm. right. it's more like wow I should be doing this and I really want to and I understand that my life was meant to yeah. yes. and so then it feels like we're just creating a way for them to do that so we've we've done so much of the hard work by doing six years of it here we've We've formed classes, we've formed units, we've we've had mentor with one, mentor with two, mentor with three. So we've kind of done the hard labor of figuring out the how mm-hmm. so that other church, churches could just take what we've written, which is really just an organization of scripture around topics that are applicable to our lives and helped them already have something written already have a plan, already have a process Mm -hmm. that they can apply. So really, we're just lowering the hurdles and hopefully removing the excuses and just putting us all in the same opportunity. Mm -hmm. And that's one reason why we're so excited that LifeWay is partnering with y'all to produce this for the general, the masses, like you've said, um, is because it does make it so easy for the women in churches who may not be as big as Passion City and may not have like an actual... um, like mentoring program, but they right. can just grab these books. So there are two different ones. There's one for the mentor and then one for the mentee. Right. And they right. just kind of go through it together and it makes it so easy. Yeah, um, you don't have to have to have a program to be mentored. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> you actually just have to have a willing heart. Yes. And you know, it's important that the mentee have the same willing heart because mm-hmm. you can you can say I want want that, but then when it comes right down to it, you don't apply the time or actually commit yourself to the process right. so it's a it's a yes on both ends right it's, it's the it's a it's a mentor an older person being willing to say yes to it but then it's the mentee being willing to say i will put my life in this environment and i will prioritize this for my life because i believe my character is as important as every other aspect of my life yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. and i want god to build me in character yeah not just so that i can be a person of character although that's a great thing to be but so that my life can shine. Yeah. Right. So that I can be a beacon on earth for people who don't yet know Christ. Yes. And that's our hope is not that just we'd be built people mm-hmm. walking around earth going, well, we're good. Yeah. Right. But that we would be good so that the whole world could know. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. Absolutely. And the and, way that we live our lives matter. You yeah. know, it goes mm-hmm. all like Shelly mentioned, it goes down, back to Titus two. Yeah. And if you don't if you don't pay attention, you know, the end of that verse clearly states that it's not just for our good, like Shelly just said, it is for the sake of the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is even a higher reason for us to be doing this as a church and individuals and just piggybacking on the curriculum. Mm-hmm. The curriculum is just uh, the soil where these relationships will right. will, will happen. 
we don't want to just connect women and not give them a guide. Uh, we do encourage them to be processing the Word of God together. Mm -hmm. And we do have as well these topics of life that are applicable and they're true and real. Um, they will address real struggles that we go through. But it's all looked like we say in our vision that we're calling women to a higher stand, standard of living mm -hmm. by living and seeing life through the lens of Scripture. So it's a combination of knowing the Word of God, but also applying it to our lives every day in the presence of someone that's ahead of us. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, and we we honestly just didn't want it to be people's opinions. Yes. You know, like, oh, here's a good way for you to live. You should try this. Mm -hmm. We really wanted it to be based in the Word of God. And yes. God's opinion is the one that matters to us, mm -hmm. <laughs> honestly. And I love hearing other people, hey— I mean, all you have to do is have a child and you have all the opinions in the world, right? Or all you have to do is, you know, anything you do in life, everyone has a, you should try this. You, you Have you tried this sleep method? Do you feed them this kind of food? Do you do, I mean, everyone has opinions, right? Yeah. But the opinion that ultimately matters and when we get face to face with Jesus in the end of our life, it's only his opinion that's going to last. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so why would we want to create something that's around someone else's opinion? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we got right down to what do we want to form in the way of curriculum for us to be talking about, we really felt like it was important for it to be scriptural words of truth that we can bank on. Absolutely. That we know that that is the plumb line, the standard for life. Mm -hmm. And that to the degree that we apply our life to that standard is to the degree that we get to the end of our life and know that we're being measured on something that matters. Right. And so we don't want mentors who just want to show up and say, hey, this is what I found. You know, right. this is what worked for me. Right. We want people who are talking about and digging into the word yeah. together mm -hmm. so that they can figure out what God has to say about all of our life. Right. And yeah. I, part of the reason Lifeway makes so much sense as a partner is that, that that's something that you guys care deeply about. For so sure. It it's definitely one of our, our core values. And and like you said, you don't necessarily have to have these this curriculum to do that. You just need the That's word of God, right. a willing heart. But it is helpful to have this for the mentor who might just be like, I have no idea where yeah, to start. I need a plan. I need a tool. I need a helpful tool. So mm -hmm. we always yeah. like our highest priority is like trustworthy content. But then right up there, we want to help women and the church as a whole to to yes. be able to study scripture for themselves. And this yep. just provides another Absolutely. way to make that easy. Mm -hmm. for them. Because yes, I think you said that. And so often. That. We, we believe that it happens layer by layer, mm -hmm. you know, and yes. um, God forms our life. It's so amazing to see scripture that even speaks to this. I was just thinking about First um, Peter 2, where it's talking about Jesus as the living stone, but it also says you also are living stones yeah. mm -hmm. being yeah. built into a spiritual house. So you don't you don't build a house overnight and you don't build a spiritual house overnight. Mm -hmm. You build a spiritual house by forming foundation and then slowly building up from that and creating a house that's livable and that stands and can withstand life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And so spiritually, we have to be in that same process. We have to be willing to start at base level mm -hmm. with God. And when we do and receive Christ and understand that he is our life, then we can start building on that foundation. And we can layer by layer build into our lives the spiritual home that we were intended to be. Mm -hmm. right? And our goal is that not that it happens overnight. That's why this program even is a year long, because you can't just be that person overnight. Just yeah. like you can't build a house overnight. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to you have to submit yourself to a process 
And in that process, that becomes something that's formed in you. Yeah. And we pray that this is, isn't just a, a year-long thing, but that it forms a habit in us that honestly lasts our whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. Because once you delve into the Word of God at that level, you can't ever go back and you don't right. want to. Absolutely. It is life to you, you know? So yes. anyway, it's been refreshing to watch that happen for year after year now here and to know that it is profiting and helping the women of our house. And it's a beautiful thing. Yes. It's so wow. good. And and I think too, I love Shelly, how you mentioned just the year long process mm-hmm. and how it just takes time. Cause even it yeah. makes me think back to when I was in my twenties and there was a period of time where I moved five times in five years. Oh my goodness. And oh my goodness. <laughs> I know it was, I just did my twenties the, the way you know? I wanted to. It was oh great. Um, <laughs> you know, but and learned a lot in the process. But mm-hmm. when I finally settled here in Nashville at 28, um, after about a year, I realized that like, I didn't, know how to be a good friend past a year because it like oh, yeah. I hadn't done it in so long. Yeah, that makes like, sense. To, didn't have any experience. In yes. That. And, and I had to relearn what it looked like to go deep with the people that were right around mm-hmm. me and not just my long distance friends and things like that, because I had just been such short, like a short term person in right. a bunch of different places. And so I think I love just the idea of saying, Hey, let's commit to this and let's yeah. right. um, say we're going to give it a year. And, um, you know, and just to see yes. what God could do if we give him our time and give him our mm-hmm. attention that way and just help one another take some next steps um, yes. when it comes to studying the word of God and growing as a woman in Christ. And how have y'all seen that change the lives of the women in your church? Man, it's been awesome. Honestly, it, um, you know, I think part of the reason when I, when we started the Grove back about seven years ago now, um, which is the women's ministry side of Passion City, um, part of the reason, I think part of the the calling on my life, I'd, I'd always been in ministry my whole life. I've never really focused on women or had until this point. I wouldn't consider myself typical in women's ministry circles. <laughs> yeah. I'm not super typical. I don't know what that is exactly, but I'm, I didn't <laughs> I didn't feel like I applied to that and fit that mold. And, and so it was kind of almost surprising to me that God would call me to this. Honestly, I was like. Yeah. Of all the people that you could choose, isn't there somebody better qualified for this than me? And I felt like God, part of what he was encouraging me with was that there are women in our house who honestly, and all of us talk about this constantly, there are so many books on it, but women are the heart of the home. When when we talk about God building a house, which is our house here at Passion City Church, we know that women are not just uh, temperature monitors, they're thermometers. Mm-hmm. They set the temperature right. for the way the house feels. Mm-hmm. And that's true whether you live in a neighborhood, whether you live in a city or whether you're in an apartment, you are a tone setter so if you're true. a woman. And that's just the way God's made us. And so we wanted to identify women who could be tone setters and really measurements, not just for what God was doing, but tone setters for what he wanted to do in our house. And man, when we started identifying and calling women out of those maybe behind the scenes places and into places where they felt like they could be built so that they could even be louder voices in that, it's been the most beautiful thing. Right. Mm. We Women long for it, but our house has flourished from it. Wow. Literally come to life watching the women. I mean, I think we've had 3,500 women walk through this process with us over these years. And so think about that. Not all of them still live in Atlanta. Not all of them still go to church here. Of course, there are changes. But those women's lives are better wherever they are, knowing that God in our house is a different house 
because of that investment. And right. I just can't encourage people enough. Is it challenging? Sure. Are there ways that you'll have to overcome things? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is it difficult? Yeah, kind of. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Whatever it is that you have to overcome to get to the point where you can say yes to God to do this, I pray you'll do that because I think the fruit that you'll see back into your own people is so worth it. And you will actually say that the investment had a payoff that was so much better than we could have expected. Mm, So I just, I don't want to be just a champion cheerleader for it, but I kind of (laughs) do. You know, I'm like, man, I've been able to see its worth. And so just from somebody Mm -hmm. who is ahead of you, maybe as a listener, I would just say, take a chance. Let God use this work to form the people in your house so that your house can be built and so that it can withstand the earth that we currently live in. So, so agree. That's good. Yeah, yeah. it's helpful. Yeah. Well, as we kind of wrap up the conversation, um, we've talked a lot about mentoring and that's great. And we want to know kind of like what's marked you individually. Maybe it was a person like a mentor who helped you to flourish or maybe it was something else entirely. But what has marked you uh, for Christ in your life? Well, for me, I think it's my story. You know, mm-hmm. and even the compatibility of my story with what I'm standing right now and doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I come from a fairly dysfunctional family. I had a severely alcoholic father, and he was really not there for me. He couldn't be. And um, both my mom and my dad were just, you know, emotionally consumed with other things. And since very early, I had God, number one, reaching out to me. And then when I really met Jesus, I started seeing all these people that he brought to my path, Shelly being one of them. Um, she's ahead of me in life, but not by much. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely say I'm ahead, but that's fine. Thanks not for by being much. kind. Um, and then, you know, if I look back in my story, I see these amazing people that God placed in my life. Knowing it or not, they mentored me. And... Um, over the over time with them, I started being transparent and real, and I opened myself up to allow God through these little journeys that were not even um, official, just change me. Mm-hmm. So I definitely was marked by that, and I love the fact that today, um, I don't know if God already wired that in me, but I have a deep love for people and their development. And... God in his kindness allowed me to be here at Passion City Church, blessing other people as well. Mm. So it's beautiful. It's amazing to watch her life. I've known Nanelli for a lot of years and to see her stand in that place where God has poured so much favor into her life is just a beautiful, redemptive thing. Yeah. So I love it. I would say for me, you know, I'm marked by a lot of things, mostly God Mm -hmm. and his word. Obviously, that's the thing that's marked my life the most. But I think also is faithfulness. Um, You know, early on in my life, I've been outmatched by my life, my whole life. I've been called to things that are bigger than me. And I've always been a part of something that in my own strength, I could never make happen. Mm -hmm. And so I've always been in a place of surrender, of trying to say to God, God, I don't know why, why me? What, you know, what, why are we standing here? And what do you want to do through my life? Because I know I can't do this. So what, what is your purpose in this? And A long time ago, long, long years ago, God gave Louis and myself a verse, and it was in 1 Thessalonians 5.24. And it says, faithful is he who calls you, Mm -hmm. 
Mm. He also will do it. Mm -hmm. And that is a cornerstone of my life that I've been called to a lot of things. I've been asked, I think, to be at the helm of a lot of things that God has done. And I've loved every minute only of it, but only because he is faithful to come through and also do it. And nobody is more aware than Louie and me how the faithfulness of God has built our lives. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I, I know what I'm capable of and it's not much, Yeah. but I also see what God has done and I know the gap and I know that he's the difference maker. And I know that he promised he would be faithful and he has been. And so I just want to continue to live in such a way that I feel like he can receive the glory from that. And I don't want it to be about me. I don't ever want to do things that I'm capable of doing because I want to see the things of God. And to do that, I have to be in outmatched situations Mm. that only he could come through for. And um, I pray that I continue to live that way the rest of my life. So I would say, yeah, obviously his truth, his, his word and his person mark me every day, but also his faithfulness to me. And I would just say to people that are behind me, he will be faithful to you too. His heart is faithful. There is no ill will in God. There Mm -hmm. is no facet. The song says no facet of turning where you look on the backside and it's like, whoops, you know, that's not right. Mm -hmm. Right. Everything about God is true and real. And if you'll trust him with your life, he'll lead you to beautiful places. And so I just, I mostly pray that for people today, that they would take a chance on God in that way and that they would see him come through. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. I love that. I feel like that's such a beautiful picture of exactly what mentoring is and discipleship is here's how God was faithful to me. And I want you to know that he's going to be faithful to you too. Um, And that's essentially the whole, the whole crux of scripture too, is like, here's all the ways that he's been faithful throughout history. And then he's going to continue to be faithful. Absolutely. I believe that with all my heart. Me Mm -hmm. too. So good. And I hope for those of you listening today that, um, that this feels approachable to you and of just sharing the word of God with other women Mm -hmm. and, um, just being involved in their lives, sharing what you know to be true. Um, whether you are the younger woman or the older woman, the more, you know, the further I get into my thirties that I look around, I'm like, I'm not the younger woman and (laughs) not amazing. What a weird situation than not anymore. (laughs) And when did this happen? You know, but the, even for those of us who feel like, well, I don't know enough yet. Mm -hmm. Um, there are still women who are behind us who just, who need somebody to cheer them on, to share the faithfulness of God, you know, like, Right, y'all have right. said and um and to just be um women that they can lean into and mm-hmm. um just be a part of their lives and so um we're so excited for you guys to be able to um to grab a copy of flourish and hope that that will be a benefit to you yes we will link to ways that you can get to that on mm-hmm. um today's show notes we'll also also link to the grove um the grove podcast i love it we yes. would love that yes. i'd love for people to follow along with us because it's exciting we would love to, for those guys to be a part of it yes Absolutely. and I, I feel i've listened to a good bit of the grove podcast the last <laughs> couple Good. of months and it's just been fun to feel like I'm a part of the experience. Yeah. And just to, you absolutely awesome. are. Yes. Thank and you for being a part of it. Absolutely. And just hear stories of what, what God's doing in the right. lives of women. And so right. um, it's been a real encouragement to re- to me on my long commute to and yes. from work That's sometimes awesome. and all of that. Yeah. We'll also link to the episode where you had Louie Giglio on last year if you guys haven't heard that one. Um, and just make sure that y'all know how to stay connected mm-hmm. with with Shelly and Daniele and, um, and what it is that God is doing through them um, with Passion City Church and flourish and um, and we're just excited just to see um, and hear stories of how God uses flourish to become yes. a part of of your lives yeah, and so let right. us know once you dive into this we want to mm-hmm. hear feedback from you yeah um, and so thank you both so much for being a part oh, of this episode and you 
guys are awesome. Thank Thanks for so having much. us. It yeah, means the world. We loved it's it true. and just loved hearing your stories. And for so sure. um, we will wrap this up and we will see you next time on the Mark Podcast. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mary Margaret C and at ED Hyman. Use the hashtag Marked Podcast to connect with us. You can also find Life by Women on all social media channels at Life by Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifebywomen.com forward slash podcast. And if you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the show. We will see you next time. Home should be a place where we feel at peace, where we can be ourselves, where we feel loved. For a lot of us, though, home is a place of heartache, hurt, and loneliness. As believers, Christ promises us an eternal home. But what does that actually look like? And how do we deal with our current homesickness? I recently wrote a Bible study called Come Home for Women, and I'm so excited that Come Home will also be available for teen girls. It's perfect for small groups, helps girls answer important questions, and gives us a richer understanding of what kind of home God's building for us. The release date for Come Home for Teen Girls is August 1st, but you can pre-order it now at lifeway.com slash come home. Don't miss out on this opportunity to help girls belong and be loved. Again, you can pre-order it today at lifeway.com slash come home.